Michigan's getting, uh, it's been fluctuating, four, four and a half. I I like Michigan by double digits. I said 35-24 was my number. Let's go talk about the game. Jim Brandstander, former voice of Michigan football and a true Michigan man. He is standing by on the Roast Stumberg Coffee guest line. What's up? Well, first of all, you just made me mad. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Well, you're going double digits on me now, you know. We got to stop that. We got to make sure that we're, we're out there, and we know that this is going to be a hard game, and it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a nail biter, and you got to give it your all, and you got to be really, really clean in how you play it. And I don't like your talk of double digits. I just don't. Okay. So if I would have said fifty-two nothing, Michigan, then you're probably hanging up the phone. Exactly. I hang <laughs> up the phone. I call Superfly and say, "Don't call me again." And all right, so what, what's your biggest concern as a guy that knows Michigan football through and through, including this year's team, from what you've seen of Washington and the latest when they hung on to beat Texas? What, what's your biggest fear that Michigan won't win this game tonight when it comes to the Washington well, side? I, I think you, you would probably have it the same thing. We got you got to get Michael Penix off his spot if he sits there with his feet planted um, and and doesn't have pressure and and is comfortable in the pocket. Uh, I, I think Michigan, you know, is going to have a tough time stopping them because their receivers. Are, he's got three uh, wide receivers that are NFL caliber, and he's as accurate a long ball thrower as I've seen in a long time. Uh, I did not see this when he was at Indiana. He probably didn't have the kind of uh, supporting cast he does now in Washington. But that to me is the biggest fear. Uh, you, we've got Michigan has to uh, somehow, some way, generate pressure. And even if they don't sack him, uh, they got to get him off his spot. They got to get him moving his feet. I, I don't care what quarterback you are Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, you name them, okay? When they're moving their feet around and they're jumping around and stuff, they're not as good and they're not as accurate. And, and I think that's where Michigan has to go to, I think, get the edge on an offense that uh, is pretty scary when it's rolling. Jim, uh, this team, uh, since they lost to TCU, the focus has been to get where they are right now, to do what they've done this year. They haven't lost. That was the entire offseason. It's basically been over a year, uh, almost to the day that people are saying they need not only to win that first college football playoff game, but go win the national championship. What, what has impressed you the most about this team that maybe you see, but others in the media or even fans don't see? Well, I think it's what you just said. I mean, that, that focus. I mean – that to me gives the Michigan the edge in this game. Is that they have been a absolute single-minded team as a group collectively on one thing, and it hasn't been to get to the college football playoffs and, and win the semifinal. It's been to win the big game. Like Coram said, I came back to win the championship. I didn't come back for records. I mean, every guy has bought into this. So is Jim Harbaugh, and that single-mindedness, in my opinion. I think gives Michigan a bit of an edge. They, Washington doesn't have that same single-mindedness that Michigan has had for a year because Washington wasn't there a year ago. Washington didn't have the two disappointments that Michigan has had um, in the college football playoffs. And, and Michigan has that single-minded focus. And I think that, that to me, gives them the edge from a mental aspect in regards to this football game. Jim Bradstatter, former voice of Michigan football Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest, I'm talking about the national championship game tonight in Houston. 
Uh, for Harbaugh, do you see the right NFL spot that could make him leave if he's not gone already from Ann Arbor? Well, yeah, I kind of – I mean, everybody's talking San Diego with Justin Herbert. I, I don't think Jim would go to a place where he's in a reclamation process, where he's he's trying to take somebody from nowhere to somewhere. He, I think he would have to have some pieces in place. Uh, at this point, San Diego probably looks like that place. Now, I'm not saying he's going to do it. Um, Jim has been as comfortable, I think, in the last six, eight months at Michigan than, than I've ever seen him. And, and kind of at peace with himself and at peace with life and at peace with everything that's going on around him, despite the issues with the NCAA and all this sign-stealing stuff. I, I thought Jim has been... And I think it's almost like he's comfortable. And let's not forget that when we start sending him to the NFL. Uh, I think it's going to be a tougher decision than some people think. So do I. But that peace, the melancholy, the enjoying the ride, there's a side of me, Jim, and it's just my opinion. And, again, a lot of what I do is this on the outside looking in, and I get paid to deliver opinions every day that he almost wanted to enjoy this year so much. And even with six games suspended, three by your own school, three by basically the Big Ten slash NCAA, uh, that you you still found through Connor Stallions, through having to let coaches go, through all the BS in the national media, he has that peace. And I, I like that word in his voice. And I don't know if that's he knows it's his last ride with this team. Or this group, you, you, you're never going to find a collection of guys who are all on the same page like this team is, and that right. usually leads to success. Can't win them all, to use that sports cliche, but this is when coaches really enjoy their profession. There, there's been no drama with this team. Think about I'm talking within the, within the locker room. Tell me drama Absolutely. that this team has had this year. And, that, and there has been none. And because of- with players. Right, that's what I mean. Because of the team, because of the leadership, because of the guys in that single-minded focus, Jim Harbaugh didn't need to steer it. He, he, he all he had to do was stand back and watch, and and you know just make sure the gate was closed over here and the gate was closed over there, and just but let the team direct itself. And that's why I think he's at peace. He knows he's got a gr- good group of guys, and he's just managing the, these guys, and and the assistant coaches are coaching them up. Uh, the fact that they had three different coaches in the first three games and, and uh, you know, Sharon Moore did such a great job in the final three games. Um, it's, it's just – it's one of the most unique college football seasons I think I've ever seen by one team. Uh, you know, uh, that, that they, have, they have had such focus and they played so well against good teams, especially the finish. You finished Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, Alabama. Um, and that's that's a pretty rough go on the final three, four games. And you come out of it, uh, and you're in the national championship game. Um, I just like I said, I think Jim is. I think he's enjoying the ride. I, I agree with you. Uh, he's, he's at peace because he knows, you know, it's not on him anymore. It's on them. He's done his job, and he's just thrilled and delighted that they're having a success. They are. Hey Amen. I agree with you 100 percent that. Everybody, uh, Corum, McCarthy, the leadership on this team has been some of the best I've ever seen considering what arrows have been shot towards the team, towards a head coach. 
and they have one final game where I'm glad it's not Texas. That home field advantage could have been big for Texas. It's Washington. Yeah, it they have a great offense, but I go back to the Washington State-Washington game that I watched on DVR and the key, and, and they were in it till the late touchdown by Penix, that control the ball, control the clock. Don't get yep. into a shootout. I don't think Michigan, they could win if J.J.'s on a 58-55 game, but I think they need to get out in front 17-7, pound the clock, make it 24-10, get another touchdown, uh, eat time, and make Washington work. That's it. Well, and, that's, and, and, that, and to me, uh, huge, that plays into their, their, their Michigan's uh, uh, wheelhouse. Michigan is a team that likes that. This is Jim Harbaugh's go. We will run the ball and we will stop the run. That's kind of what they do. And with Blake Corm, Donovan Edwards, with uh, Mullings, uh, J.J. in the run action passing, I also think, remember the last few weeks, the tight ends haven't been as big. Loveland, I think, could be huge. So could Barner. Those two players, I think in the last couple of weeks, kind of disappeared a little bit. And remember during the season, they were huge contributors offensively. I think in this game, those tight ends could emerge again as first down makers, as guys that J.J. goes to. Uh, that, that we haven't seen him go to. Ever since Iowa, they've kind of disappeared a little bit. And I think that those tight ends could be big. But that's that's the game plan, in my opinion. Control the clock. Uh, control the ball. Uh, keep Penix on the sideline. And, and do what you do best, which is come in with your two tight ends, your heavy sets, pound it, and run play action passing off of that. Let J.J. throw it 22 times, complete 17 for 180, and rush for 220. Well, I guess you're not asking for a lot there, Brandy, but uh, we'll, we'll just, yeah, you're going to get on me. Hold on. You're going to get on me no, to start that, this conversation. No, but, no, no, that that would be a, what, 27-17 type of game, 27-20. Okay, yeah, game, I'm just saying you kind you of – go. I'm not going to scream pot calling the kettle black from the start of this conversation where I'm predicting a blowout, but you're basically uh, saying to, Michigan's going to own them start to finish. I had to get you going to start things off here. I, now, I know, you Jimmy. You're like me. Could, hey, yeah. you listen to the huge show. I can start an hour with this, and by the end of the hour, I'm completely on the other side. I know. That's <laughs> why I had to get you going. Okay, here. I know. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. I know. Well, that's, that's why we do the same thing when you're uh, you're talking about three games down the road. I don't allow you to do that. To okay. Me. Well, I, oh, excuse me. Let me let me check the. Head of uh, the huge show for the Michigan Sports Now, Row, it is Jim Brandstatter. That's uh, my bad on that. All right, before I let you go, uh, all right, this magical season by the Lions gets Stafford and the Rams and the return to Detroit Sunday night football, Sunday night wild card playoff football in America. Uh, there's no way the Lions can let Stafford end this season. No way. No way. That can't happen. Well, I, I, I agree, but you know what? I mean, when I think about it, look at it. The one team I didn't want to play. Amen. I know what you're going to say. Was, was, was the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I, I We've seen what Stafford can do. They're playing with great confidence. And um, they've got Aaron Donald. All right? And, and that guy is all world. Uh they they're they they have got they're the team with <laughs> Cooper Cup will be back for the Lions game. Cooper yeah, Cup tell me Pakua yeah, Nakua. Whatever yeah, what's his Nakua. name? Is it Pakua is it is it Puko Kanua? Uh <laughs> what's 
I don't know. I, I, Pakua. It's, Pakua, it's, I know. Pakua, I think. Nakua, played it's Nakua. Big, played it, yeah, played it Brigham Young. Yes, I but know. Is there, a team, is there a team out there that's more everything to gain, nothing to lose than the Rams? No, and, and, and now you throw in the experience, and you throw Stafford coming back, and the entire team and coaching staff are going to rally around him. I, I agree with you 100%. The worst team I wanted to see in the, in the opening playoff game, the first one ever, by the way, at Ford Field, was Matt Stafford and the Rams. Exactly. And uh, with Stafford's arm and the receiving core he's got, um, this guy, I mean, you've seen him. We've seen him. He's a gunslinger. When he gets hot, the other guys look like they're not running in slow motion. I mean, he doesn't need windows to throw it in. He just rips it in there. Uh, and, and, and I think, again, this is a game where Detroit's running game has got to, got to prevail. Yeah, running game, and running game and bring a lot of pressure because Stafford, one exactly. thing he is, and he's okay. not a threat to run. He's not mobile, exactly. so you can't let him sit there because with Puka, Nakua, uh, with Cooper Cup, with uh, the weapons he has, let's be honest. When you look at Stafford, as much as he was inconsistent, didn't have a lot around him in Detroit, one thing I'll agree with, and I heard one of the NFL shows yesterday talking about it, you know, some of the best seasons ever in history of the National Football League have been when Matt Stafford was throwing to Calvin Johnson, Cooper Cup, and what Puka Nakua did this year for the Rams. And Stafford yeah. was the quarterback for all three for most of those games. Exactly. And that you, you came up with a game plan. That was, I mean, if you're blitz the heck out of him, you have to. Well, if you're sitting in Allen Park right now, I think they're saying the same thing. We've got to get after Stafford. We've got to make sure that we move his feet. We can't get let him sit there and get comfortable. So we've got to somehow send people and make sure we get pressure. And secondly, um, from an offensive standpoint, we've got to keep him on the sideline as best we can. We've got to run the football. And we've got to get our offensive line, you know, up and going. And, and run the football and keep him on the sideline. Those are the two things I think that are important in this football game. Hey, man, I just Stafford. Uh, can you imagine if their season ends on Sunday night and Stafford walks out of there in the first ever playoff game? Oh, 12 and 5 year, the most wins since 91, ties a franchise record. Granted, I don't they, even want to think. Uh, I don't want to I, think, Stafford. That could that could really just kill. Could, could you imagine? Oh. I mean, you could probably you could stand over where you are in Grand Rapids, oh. right? And you could hear mm. the, the collective intake oh. of breath from the entire oh. southeastern corner of Michigan. If if that happens, you could you could almost feel a a, a depression. You can almost feel almost like. The, the the air coming out of the balloon in southeastern Michigan. If that happened, okay. Would... Well, I guess I guess the Brandy podcast is going to be about uplifting uh, positivity all of a sudden. No, and no, I know. I'm with you. Up. Wait a minute. I'm nervous. You're the one that brought it up. I'm, I'm just nervous. That, that would be a terrible way um, for this great. The worst. To end. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather have the Packers come beat them like a drum like they did on Thanksgiving Day yeah. than lose oh, to I, Stafford. I, 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 I agree with you. I, yeah, and you know what? As much as I like Matthew Stafford, and and as much as I appreciate everything he did here in Detroit, I I, I would, you know, I, I would feel awful for Detroit, but I'd actually feel pretty good for Matthew, just because I like the guy. Oh my God, he's uh, flipping right now. You're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like the guy. I interviewed him. He he was he never complained of all the times. Yeah, I don't like people that complain either. Well, 
know, you know, you know what I know that yeah. he got killed. His offensive line, he gets sacked 45, 50 times a year. Never complained, and he still had those great years. And he was just a, a consummate team guy. Played when he was hurt, for God's sake. I know he just I can't win. To. He just can't. You know, Carson Wentz decides to throw the greatest two-point tight conversion pass ever. I'm watching that game. I had to. I broke my remote, so I had to go out and get a new one this morning. But Hey, Jimmy, I got to get to a network, T.O. We had a great conversation. Enjoy that yep. game tonight and go blue, okay? I will, you too, okay? Be well. All right, there he is, Jim Brandsetter, former voice of Michigan football and a color commentator for decades with the Lions, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line.